What's up, everybody? Hardest part of the ring is back, and holy moly guacamole. What do we... <laughs> I'm so bad at starting podcasts. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, speaking of bad, we have Ring of Honor, Night of... <laughs> Just kidding. Um, kind of. Ring of Honor, Night of Appreciation. This is Ring of Honor's third ever show. So, my fucking cat jumps on my desk while I'm recording a goddamn podcast. Anyways, um, we'll cut that out, don't worry. Like I said, their third ever show that Ring of Honor ever produced. And man, it's always, you know, I've gone back and uh, reviewed the first and second show. Um, if you have not listened to that, I would strongly, strongly suggest you go back and give those a gander. Um, not really for story for storyline purposes, but just because they're really fun shows to uh, to talk about. And um, you know, Ring of Honor itself is just a promotion that lends itself to be very interesting. You know, a lot of highs and lows, but third show ever, still figuring things out, but um, things are starting to materialize and. We're starting to work our way to, towards getting to where Ring of Honor would end up becoming, but still got a ways to go. Still got a lot of uh, still got a lot of junk to weed out. Still got a lot of silliness to get rid of, but it is what it is, you know. You might get a, an awesome match between AJ Styles and Low Key, but you also get, you know, a lot of gay bashing and women getting burning hammered. So you know, it's balance, right? <laughs> Right? Uh, but yeah. Fun show. And this show that you're listening to, the Apron Bump Podcast with your host, The Hardest Part of the Ring, is also a fun one because we have Charlie from the Get Cho Podcast joining me today. Who? A doggy. Um, and I'm not just saying this because Charlie was on my episode here but uh get show is legitimately one of the the most entertaining wrestling podcasts out there um and i say that you know fan fan made wrestler made whatever it is um those guys it's a it's a collection of a bunch of silly filipinos <laughs> that are just uh having fun with wrestling and yes by the way guys wrestling can be fun sometimes did you know that um <laughs> But um, yeah, love what those guys do. Um, I'm a relatively new listener, but I will be continually listening. Um, I, I, from what I understand, and we'll kind of he kind of touches on it during the podcast. But I think they're on a, a little bit of a hiatus right now, but they'll be back um, sometime early in October. So keep an eye out for that. Make sure to subscribe to Get Cho Podcast. I'll put all the information for. For them and for Charlie in the description of this podcast, as per usual. Um, but yeah, definitely check them out. And uh, yeah, man, me and Charlie have a really good time taking a walk down memory lane with Ring of Honor. So I'll cease my rambling there. Um, <laughs> so let's get to it. Ring of Honor, Night of Appreciation 2002 with myself and Charlie from the Get Cho podcast. <laughs> like, all right. Can't have too many tabs of that open. Like, yeah, but, you know, sometimes I like to watch three things at once. I get it. Something you, need, <laughs> you, need the, you need the pre-show, the post-show. <laughs> yeah, but it's usually the same person for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna close my, my door, and we're all set. Hell yeah, buddy. Um, I'm recording now, by the way. Okay. I did catch your porn comment, so I'm definitely going to leave oh that in. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I mean, I did say it, so. Yeah, yeah. You didn't sign any contracts or anything, so. <laughs> then why did, I, why did I write this in blood? What is this? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm ready to roll whenever you are, dude. All right. Awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, this like, fucking 2002 wrestling. Hey, I was more than happy to do this, dude. I was like, I was like, sitting there like, man, like, cause like, this is, this is, I used to follow Ring of Honor, but uh -huh. then, but then it, this was before I was doing that. So it was like, like, it's like going back in time, you know what I mean? So I was happy to do it. I just, it was a great chance for me to catch up on some, like, some old shows I haven't seen. So why not, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I started ROH from the beginning. 
uh, a few weeks ago. This is the the third show that they did. I don't know if you uh, you knew that at the time, watching it or not. Like I tried not to like do as much research because it was like I'd rather be surprised with everything I saw. I mean, I yeah. did I did see the first one, the very very first one, but I just don't remember anything from it. So, right, it was definitely. Um, well, I guess first of all, so you said you you followed ROH. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like what brought me onto ROH was watching CZW. Believe it or not. Oh yeah. Like yeah. So I like I don't know if you're familiar with CZW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm vaguely aware. Yeah, so CCW like it's like this like hardcore wrestling company and like and like I just couldn't it's like watching a car wreck you know you just can't help but right. look at it so like I was watching CCW for a while and then they had this like this feud with ROH that were it, it like it culminated in like a a cage match I believe it was like a death death before dishonor and mm-hmm. I just could not stop watching it and I was like what is this Ring of Honor company and that's where it all began and ever since that I was obsessed with Ring of Honor I had like DVD after DVD. That I've never, I don't know what to use for anymore, other than like, like really like crappy ninja stars, you know? Exactly, or just frame it on your wall or something. Yeah, I was, think, I was thinking about doing that, but it's like you know, I don't want people walking in and seeing like a bunch of like, like half naked dudes on my wall. Hey man, there's worse things. Yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> good point, buddy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched String of Honor. I think I caught on to it around like 2006, 2007. Um. It was re- whenever Nigel. McGinnis won the title was when I like around the time I started watching. Did he beat uh, Morishima or is that? Yeah, Takeshi okay. Morishima. Yeah. It was like right after that. I don't, I don't remember exactly how I stumbled upon it. Um, but I know because I, I know me personally at the time, I've been watching, I've, I've been a lifelong WWE guy. And um, it was at that point where I was kind of like, well, what, what other wrestling's out there? Because I was also getting into like the internet wrestling scene and all that and kind of just checking new things out. And um, I watched from like 2006. Probably to like 2008, 2009, like pretty consistently. Um, and ever since then, I've been kind of off and on. It's one one hell of a time to start, man. Like the, the Nigel McGuinness era, oh, so good. It's yeah. it's like it's like seeing a bunch of super kicks, but with as lariats instead, and they were just awesome every time. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll take a lariat over a super kick any day. Of the yeah, week. I'm done with super kicks. I'm sorry. Like, like I, was, I was happy when like when Shawn Michaels would stomp and then you know he was coming, and, but he would still finish that match. Right, that, that was I was cool super kicks back then, but well, it's the stomps that actually charge up the leg, I right? think, which make it more powerful. That's why the sweet shin music by uh, Mick Foley was so good. <laughs> I thought that was Hornswoggle's move. You, you know, I stand corrected. <laughs> ah, come on, man, you need to know your history. If you need to know your history, you can't be on this podcast. <laughs> I'm working on it, dude. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm sitting there doing like I'm, I'm just googling stuff as we talk. So <laughs> <laughs> fake it till you make it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man. So ring of honor night of appreciation. So I like, I looked up the show just cause you know, chronologically that's the next show. And I was like, what are they appreciating? And apparently it's Eddie Guerrero's last match for ring of honor, even though I think he only had like two fucking matches or something. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the third show. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He faced super crazy once and now he's retired. Yeah. Oh, what a what a career! What a run! <laughs> no, I get it though, because like you know when you got like a respected uh, veteran in, in the in yeah. the yeah, so it's that's cool. Yeah, more for his career overall, and the fact that I feel like he's in like a because he went through a rough patch, as as many people know, and I think he was kind of in the midst of that in his first match with Ring of Honor. Um, because you could tell. I mean, we'll get into it in the main event, but he just had so much more energy, and he he just seemed like he was in a better place. I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember. His, uh, his his match from the first show was super crazy. I, mer- I remember it being kind of uh, it was a little slower than I thought it would be. I remember being disappointed by it actually. Like yeah, as in same. like I was like like this is an Eddie, Guer- Eddie Guerrero match like, and and super crazy is awesome too. So you would think that they would have a, like a burner, but it's like yeah. But any but then once again you got those two names, you got like high expectations. So I didn't know if I was th- mm-hmm. asking for too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean a bad match between those two guys is better than a lot of good matches. 100%. So, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, might as well just dive right into it. Um, so <laughs> one of my favorite things about watching these shows is the terrible like montages they have <laughs> like in between matches with the awful music and the like the it feels like somebody that just learned how to use Windows Media Player made these. Well, I just learned how to use Media Player so I could relate, dude. You could make something better than these <laughs> dumbass <laughs> things they had at the beginning of the show. Um, like they, 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 I'll give it to them. They tried to hype up their matches beforehand. 
Um, but man, it was very 2002. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate it. Like, I knew it like it was like what 18 years ago, so it's like how good yeah. how good could could it possibly be? So I went in there with low expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but man, speaking of low expectations, we start out with the Christopher Street connection. So I don't know if you remember from the first show, but basically the first two shows started out with uh, the Hit Squad, not the Hit Squad, the Hit Squad, the Hit Squad, coming out and like hyping up the fans that are outside, which I'm sure is like a pretty cool thing if you're there live. But when you're just watching it on DVD or the Chinese YouTube that we use to watch it, it's just like, okay, it's kind of silly and kind of corny, but I mean... It is what it is. So the the uh, the hit squad did that the first two shows, but now the Christopher Street Connection comes out and do it. And for anybody listening that hasn't listened to my previous podcast on ROH, the Christopher Street Connection are heels because they're gay. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And for some reason, this feud between the hit squad and the Christopher Street Connection has lasted three months. <laughs> Don't ask me why. And all it amounts to is. The hit squad hates that they're gay. I think I think that's pretty much the extent of it. I guess so. I mean, like I don't I don't know to say but you know what I thought was funny was like when Christopher Street Connection came out and started making out in front of the fans and everything, you know, you see the hit squad come out and run after him. I'm sitting there like, hey, hey, don't assume that they're there to beat you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think they wanted to join in? They, they, they look like they were, they want to get fresh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know. Like, <laughs> but, is that what no. good fresh means? I just made that up. So I, I've been using that wrong my whole life. I've given people the wrong idea. <laughs> well, now you know what some weird things have happened in your life. Now you got it. Oh man, it all <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> we all see. We all learn things here. <laughs> but yeah, this it blew my mind. To, like, where where not only that you know like these guys were heels because they were like over the top gay. It's like even the commentary, which I'm, I might be getting ahead of myself, but it's like the commentary they're dropping like they're just saying these guys are fags and like you know <laughs> and I'm just and they're and they're in drop. They're just saying they're just burying them on this uh, they're like they're calling them stupid and like well then i guess you, you i guess within the context you know if you call them stupid they are running into getting the, their ass beat by the hit by the hit squad right yeah and to quote steve carino not only are they fags but they're stupid too <laughs> <laughs> like jesus steve yeah say, say what you really mean right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know like past shows like one of the the connection guys will be like talking on the mic and then the, one of the commentators is like, oh, man, he looks really comfortable with the mic in front of his mouth. Like, <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, it's like it, it was a nice I wouldn't say a nice change, but it was different from like the, you know, where, where you see like people who are like gay, like, you know, portrayed as like fun loving and sort and sort of like, you know, you can't help but get right. behind it. But this is like it was different. It's yeah. like we like these guys are paying to see gay people get beat up mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i guess there's a market for it in philly it, uh, if it's if it was gonna happen anywhere it'd be philly yeah <laughs> and i do kind of appreciate because i guess the premise of it is that the connection they're supposed to be like the sports entertainers yeah and, uh, yeah 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 and ring of honor is ain't about that and the hit squad's pretty much what i guess it's supposed to be what ring of honor represents so it's it's really more about ring of honor versus sports entertainment i yeah. think there's a deeper meaning to it yeah which which you know i'm glad you pointed that out because it's at, like i didn't really think of that so it's like for me it was more like just just like meaningless violence yeah. so i was just, so that's cool that's cool they, like they they beat the hell out of billy and chuck i get it <laughs> was this after i guess this is after billy and chuck wasn't it oh my god i try to erase that out of my memory so i don't know <laughs> but but I, if it was, then then uh, then, you, then it really brings home the fact that this is a parody of WWE. Man, yeah. so many levels, so many layers, too many layers. <laughs> I'm like, it's 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 too much for me right now. <laughs> I mean, I started out this podcast hot, shitting on the storyline, but man, it's really deep rooted and a lot a lot of a lot of branches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it, overall, I still think this was a cool match. But like, I don't know, what did you think of the match? Yeah, I mean, it was it was what it was. I guess. Um, so, so it was the hit squad calling out the Christopher Street connection. And then obviously, because the aforementioned, not only are they fags, but they're stupid. So they're stupid. So they come out and then they're about to have a match. And then I guess the the connection's manager, I forget what her name was, like Allison, Allison something. Danger. 
There it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she basically, I guess she's booking the matches now. And she says that it's a, a triple threat tag team match, which brings out Prince, Nana, and Elax. Uh, for some reason, I they're teaming now. Stop thinking of Xlax. Dude, I literally, because <laughs> they brought in uh, Elax on the last show. And I was like, oh, is this, is it supposed to be Xlax? Is right. it Elax? I, I was, that was literally my first thought, too. It's funny you say that. Okay, go go ahead though. I, I interrupted you. No, no, please do. Please feel free to interrupt me. <laughs> no, you can. My, my dumbass rambling. But um, yeah, Nana and Elax, I guess, are a team for whatever reason. Um, so we have a triple threat tag team match, and it's just <laughs> it's a lot of nonsense. It's basically everybody teaming up on the Hit Squad because they're just by far the the biggest forces out there. Um, don't really remember too much about this match other than the disturbing Bronco Buster by uh whatever one of the one of the gay guys um yeah i think it was i, I think he, he hit it on i forget which one of the which one of the um it's i think it was dan moff and i'm gonna just say this dude is either a really good sport or this is not his his first rodeo right <laughs> well you, you mentioned but earlier you know he might have had other intentions so i mean this, this all plays into that right <laughs> See, exactly it's, it's all making sense now man you really you really analyze this stuff you're on a different oh, level. I watched it like nine times. I mean, I don't blame you. Is that one of the porn tabs you had up? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like I just thought it was really funny during the commentary. I don't know if you caught it. Where, <clears> where, like, they were they were saying like, okay, you know, it's a it's a three way three way dance, but like you mentioned, it was four on two, right? Uh-huh, but right. then the commentary goes, well, essentially with the Christopher Street connection, you got Alice in Danger, you got Simply Luscious. This is four women against two men. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I thought, I thought that was that was a that was a good catch by the commentary. I though, though that one, that part I remembered was that that really, really raunchy Bronco Buster, and like, I was, I kind of marked out because the match ended with a burning hammer. Oh hell yeah! Even though it was this big ass dude giving it to a woman, I mean, I was all for it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty Kobashi, Kobashi esque. So cool. I was happy. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean. I'd be lying if I said it didn't look good. It looked good. It looked. Good. I mean, yeah, you're like you said. She she was small, but it, it would look bad if she if she was small and he still like I don't know f five there or something, you know? Yeah, made her do like ten revolutions in the air and then <laughs> fall on her head. Oh, oh, we're not talking about Marco Stunt here. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, so. Duh Hit Squad gets the win here. Um, I don't know when they like bring in tag titles. I don't know if it's anytime soon. Um, I don't know if you know that offhand, but no, not the top head. They're like the one really. Uh, I guess there's a few tag teams, but they, these guys have definitely been built up more than any other other teams that they got there. I think like around that time it was like mainly the Briscoes when uh, when Mark got older and like was able to like wrestle. I I don't don't quote me on that, but I remember seeing some old matches with like with uh, Jim Cornette coming out with the uh, with the Briscoes. Oh yeah, as a champs, yeah. So, but either way, don't quote me on it. Like, I could be mixing it up with another company, or I could just nope. be making that up, or you know. No, it's on the internet now. Now <sighs> it's, it's fact. It's news. Uh, if I screw that up, my name is uh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the Briscoes, next match we have Jay Briscoe versus Tony Mamaluke for some reason. Um, but that's funny you bring that up. That Mark wasn't young enough. Because I, I didn't understand why Jay had been wrestling so many singles matches, but I guess it's because Mark was seventeen at the time. Exactly. Yeah. It was like like Jay was eighteen, so I think that was that's their um, their legal working limit for like for like uh, their athletic, their state athletic commission or something. So right, he didn't, yeah. he didn't pull Jeff Hardy and lie about his age. I, dude, I, that's the first time hearing about that. So I don't like Jeff Hardy. He didn't. It didn't look like he aged. I'm sorry, but he no. still looks like he's pretty young right now. He does. Yeah, he started, I believe. Don't quote me on this, but I believe his first match with the WWF was when he was sixteen. No way. I, th- I think it was against Scott Hall. I think it was his first match. But don't quote oh. me on that. All right. Hey, I'm like. You I want to get Jeff in trouble. This is on the internet. Fuck. <laughs> I don't follow my own uh, my own advice. <laughs> uh, so Jay Briscoe versus Tony Mamaluke. It was a it was a solid match. I guess it, there wasn't really much there to it. Ultimately, Jay wins with the Jay Driller, which looked really sick. It was a great counter. Like I don't know if anyone like if you, if you remember this, but it was like it was a counter off a backslide. So you just, it was right. literally out of nowhere. So it was pretty cool. Super smooth. Super yeah. smooth. But uh, what wasn't smooth was the post match 
when uh when Jay and Mark so they walk back to the uh not the gorilla position but whatever ROH's equivalent of that is the, they walk the, backstage the basement, the basement exactly <laughs> um and their parents are there I don't know why they weren't watching in the crowd but um <laughs> it's a funny <laughs> little deal they're the parents congratulate Jay for winning but Mark's pissed for some reason because Jay almost lost I don't know if they're Teasing like a match between the two in the future. Like I said, I, I haven't watched this era before, so I don't really know how they uh, or when they become a team or what it is. I, obviously, they become one of the most prolific teams that company ever saw. But if I remember my Ring of Honor history, I think they faced off in in, in Manhattan first year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, like like they did face off eventually. So spoiler, I'm sorry, but. No, that's that's awesome. So yeah, I, I had no idea they faced each other. Yeah, it was actually like I just remember it being a really hard hitting match. So check it out; it's pretty good. Was that Mark's first match? I believe so. I I like. Let's get. Don't quote me, but I would I would put like at least like five bucks on it. That yeah. Wow, five bucks is high roller over here. Oh, look yeah. at this guy. I, I don't mess around. Danger is my middle name. <laughs> get show must be doing well. <laughs> we we do it. We we do it. Yeah, we we know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, you almost believe in yourself <laughs> i'm not gonna put us on blast like that yeah. <laughs> but yeah so I, like i'm curious i'm gonna look it up anyway but uh i i believe still that they they did have a match at a one-year anniversary oh yeah well yeah. i'll definitely look forward to that um so what we got next mm-hmm. oh, that's right uh joey matthews and christian york versus divine storm man what a uh what a, what a cast of characters in this match. The uh, Joey Mercury, future Joey Mercury, and a bunch of other fucks. Yeah, yeah. Basically what this match was. It was the, uh, the, the ladder magnet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like this is what everybody associates. Either that or uh, J&J Security. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked them in M- Eminem. He was, they were all right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Did not like him in this tag team, though. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess... That team was better than Divine Storm, which is just like, I don't know, man. Uh, the the uh, I try to like them, but then Quiet Storm does his Storm Cradle Driver before his finishers. Like, oh, shut the fuck up, you douche! <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, he uh, oh no, he didn't lose this match. God damn it, he w- wins this match. Quiet Storm does with uh, it was actually a pretty slick looking uh kind of roll through into a knee bar of some sort. Yeah. Block, something like that. I kind of like, I kind of marked that on that one just because like, I, I appreciate a good Achilles, Achilles ankle lock and he kind of had it in both. So I was like, I was like, all right, cool, cool. Cause I just, I just learned that in jiu-jitsu. So I'm like, okay, you know, it actually looked le- like a legit submission. So, so you, you could pull that off, right? Oh yeah. Way better. I'd, oh, I'd wow. be a loud storm. Should just end the podcast there. It's not gonna get any better than that. <laughs> it's like, like, are you kicking me off? I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, thanks for coming on. Bye. <laughs> Finish it by myself. That was like that was my uh, my highlight of that match because that match was was not like anything where you would go out of your way to watch. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guys on this show and on the previous shows where um, they're from the Texas Wrestling Academy, mm-hmm. which for anybody listening that doesn't know is Shawn Michaels' school. Um, so there's a lot of guys on the show from that school and you know, the previous shows they've had just like six man, eight man matches that are like kind of clusterfucky. And they had a particularly bad one on the last show. I don't know if you've seen that, but um, ring of honor round Robin challenge 2002. If you ever watched that show, just watch it for that match. Cause it was one of the <laughs> biggest clusterfucks I've ever seen. Um, but in this show, I feel like they kind of were more um, that they thought about where they were placed a little more, so like this is more of a tra- traditional tag team, and then there are some other singles matches later in the show. So in that sense, I feel like they're kind of improving, but yeah, nothing really that's getting me emotionally invested in either of them. I mean, it's it's I was just more amazed that like TWA had like such a big presence in the Ring of Honor's history, you know? Right. Yeah, like I mean, I must be like a influence from Rudy Boy Gonzalez, but other than that, it was like man, they're really going all in TWA. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, considering you know Dan- or, uh, Brian Danielson, Spanky, um, Paul London, all guys that I've known that were big in ROH's history. I guess they all came from that school too. So I guess there's some merit to it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they they really had to weed some of the uh, some of the junk out. I guess you didn't like Stone. What was Joe Stone? What was that dude's name? Or, or oh, am I, miss- um, I remember. Did- 
The guy that got his match clipped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Don't worry, we'll get hope, into hope, that. Hope his name was Hope. Uh, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I know. I I, I hope I never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say that about a lot of people on this show. <laughs> but by the way, actually, I just looked up. I was right. Mark and Jay did face off first anniversary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are they are they out of that garage by that point? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like, and then it was, it was actually turned into a triple threat with their dad. Ooh. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> She got burning hammered by a Dan Moff. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you say that as a joke, but if you if you brought that up to creative back then, they'd be like, hmm, you might have a point. Anything to watch get eyes on the show, right? Yeah, you gotta do you gotta be different. And uh burning hammering somebody's mom is definitely not something you really see a lot. <laughs> it, it sounds like something you'd say to someone you want to piss them off. Yeah, or it sounds yeah. like something you find on Pornhub. Checking Burning down. hammer. Checking <laughs> Doing your research. I like that. I like that. Um, so yeah, after that, we got a triple threat match between Xavier, Scoot Andrews, and James Maritato, who most of you probably know him as Nunzio or Little Guido. Um, but yeah, I mean, this kind of just reminded me of the the passing of Xavier recently. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Super sad. I don't, I don't know year. if it ever came out how he died. I don't know if you know anything about that. I don't. I don't. I didn't recall uh, hear about how he died. So I know he's pretty young. He's he's like forty two or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was assuming. I was assuming. Like, I mean, I you think the worst sometimes when wrestlers die young as pro wrestlers, and he was really built really well. So I was worried it was like steroids, something like that. But I just, it just never really came out. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I had similar thoughts too because he seemed like a guy that was in shape and yeah and whatever. So who knows? But. Whatever the case may be, it's good to see him uh, in action here. Um, you forget how like athletic this dude was. Um, but yeah, I guess the premise of this match here is that Xavier beat both these guys in singles matches previously to this show. So now they're kind of just throwing, throwing them all in one match. Um, Scoot Andrews, who calls himself the Black Nature Boy. Uh, thoughts? Uh, man, this is, <laughs> man I want, I'm trying to be positive. But then this match was too clunky for me. It was there was like some AEW moments for me where it's like we're like there was a point of the match where like either they stopped selling like here I'll, I'll example like Scoot hits a reverse DDT on 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 some uh, I think on Lil Guido right mm-hmm. and Xavier completely ignores it you know what I mean he just and he walks away and he goes up to the top rope for the next spot right yeah and uh, it's a three way yeah. match so if you're like if you're trying to win this match and the guy's about to pin him why are you jumping on the top rope waiting to do to hit him with something else you know so it was like mm. shit like that it was just kind of like you could it was okay but like i was expecting a lot for someone to call themselves the nature boy but right like i'm hoping he's calling himself i'm assuming he's calling himself that now for all, all the ladies he smashed or something because probably yeah because it wasn't about his wrestling ability you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe was he had a plane crash or something. Yeah, well, that or like he barely saw his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, yeah, like you said, it was kind of a, a whatever match. Um, fuck, who even won? Oh, that's right, Meritado. Um, the finish was actually pretty pretty good. Uh, Xavier jumps off the top rope. I think it was actually that spot you were just talking about. Um, and Meritado catches him with a Fujiwara armbar in midair. Um, gets the tap out there. I was, I was surprised to see uh, Nunzio get the win here because it seemed like they were building Xavier as a as a top guy. Yeah, like I mean, but at the same time though, there were they, the at least the announcers were putting Maritato over as a shoot wrestler. You know, they're like mm-hmm. there were many styles, like you know the the uh, Japanese style and the shoot style. So like they they put him over as someone who could win like in any way, and then of course he wins with a with a uh, submission. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of playing to that that sports feel. They're yeah. trying to go for with um, they have that the whole code of honor thing. Um, and I think they even added some new rules on this show. It's like uh, no count outs and stuff like that. I think, don't quote me on this, but I believe Ring of Honor current day is kind of going back to that where they're kind of you know making making no interference, no uh, no shenanigans, and trying to just have like a sports feel to it, which I think they've always. It's good to differentiate yourself like that, I think. Oh yeah, and they're bringing back the pure title role, so that I'm right. actually I'm actually pretty interested in that. So yeah, that's the pure title yeah. definitely like leads to that whole ideal of like of wrestling as a sport as opposed to like stories. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that, that that might even bring me back into watching Ring of Honor. Me Who too. Knows? Me too. I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to this uh, pure title tournament. So 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. But man, after this, AJ Styles versus Loki. When I uh, when I when I saw the card for this show before I watched it, this was the match that I was definitely looking forward to, and it did not disappoint. Well, for the most part, it was really really intense, which I like. It, it felt like you know you're saying earlier they're kind of pinning Ring of Honor as like a shoot style of wrestling. That's kind of what it felt like, especially with Loki. I feel like his style just makes every match feel like a shoot, probably because he's actually kicking the shit out of everybody but yeah yeah that was, that was the one thing i noticed so i was like like there was this one point where like i i, I was thinking like man did someone tell him that this is fake right <laughs> like, Stiff as hell dude yeah because like when when you like i i had to give my props to aj styles for this match because like he took some hellacious shots i'm sorry but like he took like, yeah. a, like a soccer kick to the face he took a he took a like a savat kick like square in the face and then then like all those shots were just just looked lethal Oof. yeah it's, it's not even always like like a like a spectacular looking move but it's literally just to hurt him like those little kawada kicks that he would do yeah i like he it looked like he was like just belt him square in the forehead i was just like man i if brutal if this is like not real then low-key is damn good as what he does <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah man really good match uh the the ending kind of was erupt it felt to me um, just AJ goes for a, a styles clash on the low key, but then low key kind of reverses into a small package and gets the one, two, three pretty quickly there. Um, so the ending kind of left me wanting more. I don't know if they ever face off again, um, but overall pretty good match. What do you think? I thought it was great. I mean, it told a great story of like, you know, like these two guys is trying everything to, to beat each other. It was just stiff strikes. And like when that was to work, it was a bunch of submissions. And when that didn't work, they were doing high fly moves. Like you see mm-hmm. in this match, low key hitting the Phoenix splash. You see AJ Styles hitting the, the spiral tap. So, so I, I actually thought it was really into, and same thing. Like, you know how I was saying how stiff, uh, uh, low key was AJ mm-hmm. Styles was just as stiff. Right, like he, he was popping him right back, and so he was giving him these receipts. So it was like this, like you know, it was it was like the Daniel Strong style for me. That's that's the way I thought of it. So I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. And then same thing. I hated the ending, but but I think it did its job, which is leaving you from wanting more. So right, yeah, exactly. I feel like their styles, no no, no pun intended, really meshed well. Um, it's 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 amazing to see how you know early they these guys are in their careers, but how good they are like twenty years ago. Oh yeah, and commentary was already putting them over as the best in the world. <laughs> Dude, we okay, we gotta talk about commentary for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Holy fucking shit, was it awful? It was bad. Is they, they didn't? I mean, for they're just getting too excited. They didn't let they didn't. It's like they didn't want any dead air, which in wrestling is okay to let things breathe every every now and then, you know. Oh yeah, it was it was just two guys. Like I feel like they were like poking each other. Like your turn. Your turn, your turn. Like, well, exactly. Just, just, just making sure that there's like loud noises, you know. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. They're screaming the whole time. And like, I'm, I feel like, yeah, do you watch The Simpsons at all? Uh, off and on, off and on. Like, there was this one thing where they were parroting soccer. Like, we're like, we're like soccer, like, like English soccer commentators are like kind of like he passes to center, passes to the guard, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Then they have the 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 Latin, the the Spanish announcer yeah. to the center, to the center, to the front, to the, he's passing it, he's passing it. You know, it's like that's how I felt like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, there, there is, you know, I'll, if I watch Japanese wrestling, I'll always prefer to watch it with the Japanese commentary. Same here, just because of how hype they get for literally everything. Yeah. Um, but maybe it helps that I don't understand what they're saying because <laughs> fucking <laughs> Steve Carino and whatever the other guy was, Donnie B or whatever Donnie B. Yeah. They were just, uh, yeah, like I said, man, they just felt like they couldn't stop talking the whole like, time. I still refer to them quite a bit because, like, Steve Carino did have some, like, one-liners that I thought were really funny. So, like, mm-hmm. other than that, like, yeah, that's that's the and it's, like, he did bring some insight, like, you know, getting some background information to, like, some right. of the people. So, at least... It wasn't like the worst thing in the world, so I'll I'll take it. It wasn't like I don't know if you know Yoshitatsu, but like his oh, comment, yeah, of course, his his new New Japan commentary was probably like legendary. Perfect. The him and Matt Stryker and Jr. Oh yeah, that now that was like I'd rather have like Carino's bantering than like than Yoshitatsu. Yes, <laughs> you know? incredible. And then you have Jr. who knows like nothing about New Japan, and then Matt Stryker who gets too excited about everything. And then you have those three. Yeah, that what a team. 
That's like that's legendary. So so this was like out of a scale from zero to ten, this was like uh, I I can't take it. Yeah, <laughs> like a four. <laughs> <laughs> They're at a fourteen. We're gonna need you guys at like a three. Yeah, there you go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> turn you down a little bit. <sighs> uh, man, but speaking of legendary, next match: Marcos and Dunn versus Tony DeVito and HC Loke otherwise known as the Carnage Crew. Now, you are uh, an expert on the Carnage Crew. Well, why don't you tell everybody about them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they they created a lot of Carnage, and then they're two guys. They're also so a crew? They're, so they're, they're basically a crew. But, uh, yeah, no, actually, I mean, I kind of know a little bit about them. I know, like, H.G. Loke was known as the hardcore referee, mm-hmm. like, back in yeah. ECW. And I know, like, um, DeVito from ECW because he was part of the Baldies. Uh huh. You know, I, I don't know if you know that team. I, I've I've very limited knowledge of ECW, but I oh, did okay. do like a, a little bit of research. And I, all I know that he was in ECW. Yeah, yeah, he was a part of that trio, and like he kind of brought that gimmick to a Ring of Honor, where he was just uh-huh. this asshole just beating up on everybody. So, yeah, I mean, that's it what was, he was. He's a New yeah. Yorker wants to beat the shit everyone. Yeah, not that you say that, it makes sense because uh, his his image definitely illustrated that. An ECW New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because, like, like I, I, you know what? Like, the beginning of the show, like, they, like, the beginning uh, segment of the show was was DeVito coming in and beating the hell out of, like, random people coming right. into the building before anything ever happened. So, so I guess, yeah, they're just portraying that he's just some, like, this guy who likes to beat people up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And a little, little more backstory on it. So, H.C. Loke, as you said, he's, he's the hardcore referee. Yeah. And I think it was the first show. Um, he was refing a match with uh, the Natural Born Sinners, Homicide and Boogaloo. And uh, he ended up disqualifying them and uh, got stabbed for it. So um, that's the backstory here, I guess. I have no word. <laughs> that's it. I'm trying not to get any dead air, but that that was a dead air moment. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess because they, they kind of alluded to Homicide because at, at this point in this show, Homicide was in Japan wrestling, so he wasn't there. Um, and I guess Boogaloo wasn't good enough to go out on his own for whatever reason. Um, Probably because his name. Boogaloo. <laughs> You're not intimidated by Boogaloo? I mean, just as much as I'm intimidated by Christopher Street Connection. Yeah. Well, speaking of stiff. <laughs> man the two stiffest tag teams <laughs> that's a different podcast <laughs> you make me want to just create a tag team right now and just uh, call us the stiffest tag team <laughs> stiffest tag team in the world we'll, 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 we'll workshop it maybe, maybe it'll be us too that's we'll, if, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that offline though yeah I gotcha I gotcha that, that was Billy and Chuck so <laughs> I think it's been long enough to where it's not copyright infringement yeah we, we gotta watch out we gotta watch out we are online <laughs> but uh yeah like what I, this match i thought was something that i wish that some um some tv shows would do because like if you're gonna get a tag team over this did it you know like they yeah. like it was a it was a really good like well thought out match where it was like the <laughs> the guys who you're trying to get over goes in there beats the hell out of like these two smaller guys the mm-hmm. the smaller guys get a hot tag and then like come in and like have some momentum but then just to get the big guys to cut them down and just and then br- abruptly beats them because it so it's yeah. like it was a very simple uh laid out match and it, it did its job so i i didn't hate it yeah yeah very good point yeah it, it's basically um so they ended up winning with a double powerbomb type of move and uh after the match they have some hubcaps which according to the commentators are Boogaloo's hubcaps. Um, I guess Boogaloo didn't care or whatever it is. Or maybe he just, I guess maybe he couldn't leave the arena after the show. But maybe, maybe we'll get to that on the next show. Maybe we'll, we'll keep that storyline going. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Boogaloo's hubcaps is something that I feel like should be a, a band or something. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, I've I've heard the word boogaloo more than I thought I'd ever would today. <laughs> like, I've said it more today than I ever want to in my life. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody with ears listening to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, <laughs> but the hubcaps, the aforementioned hubcaps from Boogaloo, uh, were bashed over the head of these two 12 year old boys that they just beat in this match. Ugh. Um, and that's pretty much uh, where where that match ends. Uh, any thoughts on the hubcaps? 
No, I didn't really understand the the uh, the significance of the hubcaps. They just kept talking about the hubcaps. So I was like, like how do I fast about the hubcaps? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I just I just want to see the next match. Yeah, the next match being Christopher Daniels versus Donovan Morgan. Do you know anything about Donovan Morgan? Not not until this match. I thought it might have been Matt Morgan, like you know, maybe the before blueprint. he changed his name. Yeah, I was like, oh man, fuck yeah, let's go, let's go, Matt. Coming out with a stutter and all that. <laughs> like, by the way, I hear he's coming after Sasha Banks because he wants his his name back. Oh blueprint. no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that actually a thing? Oh God, no! He, he knows better. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, okay, she, she's better than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it is not Matt Morgan. It is a uh, like sixty percent Matt Morgan. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Daniels had a promo before this match. He's really hyping up Donovan Morgan. It's I guess either they're friends or he has a crush on him or something. But really building him up, and uh, the match itself was eh. It was fine. Um, I felt like this match was like day six of a wrestling school. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like drop down, take down, like, you know, schoolboy, like headlock, you know, it's like, cause it was a very long extended headlock, headlock, uh, sequence where like Donovan just kept doing headlocks on, on, uh, you know, Christopher Daniels. Because find, he was trying to find new ways to get out of it only to get caught in again. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was a clinic. I thought it was like a, like a wrestling clinic. Like, and I thought it, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It kind of felt like a like a WWE match to me. Um, uh-huh. It's kind of like a throwaway match, but um, yeah, technically it was good. Um, but like I said, I I didn't really have any care about Morgan. I didn't yeah. really, uh, you know, couldn't really invest in him. But I always appreciate watching Christopher Daniels wrestle. One of the best of all time. Yeah, definitely. And like he showed him, like he showed that uh, he could do many styles in that match. Like he was breaking out some submissions. He was like breaking out some cool pin, com- uh, pinning combinations and some cool mm-hmm. like like uh, reversals. So I was like, okay, okay, you know, like it's pretty good. And, like I was, I went into like high hopes just because yeah, the whole Christopher Daniels won't shake anyone's hand, but apparently this guy uh, I'll put over, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess you know because uh well first of all so morgan ends up actually winning this match with a like a spinning neckbreaker kind of move uh pretty surprising there and even more surprising that daniels kind of gave him praise after losing the match and i guess effectively kind of created a tag team between those two or some sort of alliance Uh, is that is that what what you saw in this promo yeah i mean like because later on the show, like like we'll we'll, we'll get to is like yeah, there was a little fight and like they they t- they fought side by side. So right, yeah, it's a little prelude to something. Yeah, I guess I guess it's setting up a bigger a bigger story here. But uh, yeah, match was uh, pretty solid, and uh, we'll see what happens with that in the future. But uh, it's like I want to do mediocre matches with you forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the crowd wants more. Best out of seven series. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but man. Speaking of long, drawn-out stuff, we have the Texas Wrestling Academy Gauntlet. It was, uh, <laughs> it was like what six or seven guys, or not even that. It was probably like five. Yeah, it was like five guys. Because you had Paul, you had John Hope, Paul London, Spanky, Matt, uh, Michael Shane, and American Dragon. Yeah, so five guys. And um, so, as the name uh, assumes, all these guys are from the Texas Wrestling Academy. And they're basically trying to see who the best, uh, I guess, student of that school is. And the match starts out with Paul London and John Hope, which, as we alluded to earlier, (laughs) apparently, I don't know if there was time constrictions on this DVD or if the match was just abysmal or if they just assumed nobody gave a fuck about John Hope, which is probably a correct assumption. Yeah. All things considered. It's it's on the Ring of Honor uh, Too Hot for DVD uh, Mm. DVD, so... Just watch out for that. Whatever happened to John Hope? Oh man, I don't know, but like, like I, I, I guess I kind of don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as you shouldn't. But yeah, uh, right. Paul London, I guess, beats him pretty handedly, um, as they showed in the the highlight package uh, before the actual match. Um, which brings out Michael Shane, the I believe the nephew of Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Did I that right? So yeah. it's Michael Shane versus Paul London. Um, really short match. I wish. So you have Michael Shane versus Paul London, and then 
Michael Shane wins, and then Michael Shane faces Spanky. I kind of wish the Michael Shane and Paul London match was longer, and the Michael Shane versus Spanky match was shorter. If that makes sense. No, I hundred percent agree. Like, I, I want to see some more of Paul London. I love Paul London. He's one of my like. He's not guilty pleasure, but he's just one of my random pleasures that I always get when he's on my screen. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like, I I wanted to see more of him. Like, I was excited like when he came refer surfaced at Lucha Underground with that like rap that bunny tribe, whatever it's called, the White Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then still, that was still short lived too. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, always good to see Paul London, but he loses to Michael Shane, and then we have Michael Shane versus Spanky, aka Brian Kendrick. Um. Apparently, these guys have a rivalry within the school. I don't know if that's a just a play for a storyline or if that's a a shoot brother, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like they're building up some sort of rivalry between these two. Um, and they wrestle for what feels like five years, and then uh, Spanky ends up winning with the sliced bread. Um, what do what, you think about this, this? Like the first half of this gauntlet, or I guess the whole um, gauntlet overall. Uh, the gauntlet was okay. It did what like I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll get to the ending, I guess. But like, I I at least it somewhat made sense. Where it's like, even though that match took forever, like they played on the fact that hey, Michael Shane is like bleeding and like you know he, yeah, and then like this is why he lost because he he uh, it's not necessarily how like he was out out wrestled. It's just that uh, he couldn't he fell off the top turnbuckle because uh, he was. Uh, close mm-hmm. to pass and not whatever and then so it's like so at least like they it was like they tried to make sense of it and that's the right. only thing i really liked about it and like what like i said i want to see more of paul london and uh less of michael shane so i the first half skippable first half no point first half kind of like why but yeah. yeah which is actually what i the exact thought i had i would have rather just seen american dragon versus spanky thank you Thank you. I agree 100%. Which, you know, cause they're, they're the final little leg of this gauntlet. Yeah. And uh, again, a pretty long uh, match between these two, even though Spanky just wrestled a long match before this. So props to Kendrick for uh, for going out there and being a workhorse. But uh, yeah, really good match between uh, Brian Danielson and Brian Kendrick. Uh, surprisingly, Spanky ends up pinning American Dragon with a sliced bread off the top rope. Um, yeah, really great chemistry between these two guys, and I believe they face each other a couple other times in Ring of Honor. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that whole little deal? Like, that's this is where the gauntlet helped this match because it's like, like uh, the whole time I had I had this feeling like Spanky was gonna lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like you're 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 thinking the whole time he just went through a long match with Michael Shane, and now like like uh, American Dragon should come in and and wipe him wipe him like across the mat and it's the same thing it's like like it was a very like hard-hitting match like dragon just like was hitting them like mm-hmm. really hard so it's like so for me like it was it was pretty cool to see that uh it was pretty surprising to see that he won you know and yeah. and it was very entertaining either way but i mean they could have done it without the gauntlet but yeah. whatever you know i think it puts it puts spanky over even more for him to like beat somebody and then and also beat dragon afterwards yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially after having beating both Spanky and Michael Shane, yeah, consecutively, yeah, definitely really built him up, yeah, really huge, and really set him up for what is announced after this, which is a sixteen-man tournament to crown the first ever Ring of Honor champion, which uh, both Spanky and American Dragon are a part of. And man, this—you <laughs> thought this match dragged on? Oh. How about the how about the promo segment after it? Where we have, you know, they have like eight guys come out one after the other. They all come out and say the exact same thing. I am entering the tournament and I will win the Ring of Honor title. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ. And then you have Loki come out last. And then he literally goes into like a like a minute long thing for every single person in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, oh, when he did it, he like pointed at Jay Briscoe. He's like, Jay Briscoe. And then he goes on his little thing. I'm like, oh my God, is he going to do this for everybody? <laughs> and <laughs> I wanted to fast forward, but I was like, nah, I got to see this. Um, but yeah, what do you uh, what do you think about this tournament they have to, cra- to crown the first champion? I mean, it, it puts over that, like, you know, Ring of Honor has a lot of good people. So it's like, it's, it's cool. You know, like, I, I, I like that, like, they're doing this kind of tournament to, to crown their, their champion. But yeah. same thing, like, I just thought it was funny that they did the, like, they did the WWE style of like you can be in this match as if you can grab a mic from backstage. Yeah. 
and get out there first and talk, you know, because that's how exactly. the WWE books, you know, it's like, it's like, all right, you know, who's going to be in this match? Well, I have, you know, like, oh, we're going to do a five way because five people came out. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> exactly. So that's how it, it felt like. But I mean, in the end, it was like you, you get an idea of like, man, all eight of these guys were actually pretty good. And like, like, yeah, I could, I could see, I could see like, everyone. Well, let's just say this: all seven and Prince Nana were pretty good. You know, right. <laughs> are you burying Prince Nana on my fucking podcast? He buried, he buried himself. I'm just, I'm just here for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I am a, I'm a big Prince Nana mark. I'm, I'm a big Nana mark when he's when a he's manager. Talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like the the him with Jimmy Ray was pure gold. Jimmy Raven, uh, Cesaro, right? Yeah, the embassy, embassy forever. Yes. You know, like yes, yeah, I'll give him that. Him in the ring is it was just like a slower biggie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I don't think I've actually ever seen him in like a long because all of his matches that I've seen have been just like kind of squashes. Um, so maybe maybe that's what he was built for is a like, short burst kind of like biggie esque style matches. Yeah, it was just basically like whenever he like got winded and the match would be over. Right, yeah. Got too sweaty. Had to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah, I yeah. I, I I agree with you. I definitely I think he, he found his, his footing as a manager. Yeah. Um, pure gold. Yeah. So I definitely look forward to that as I uh as I keep going through these. Um so after that I believe we have the main event. SAT versus Amazing Red and Eddie Guerrero. Who doggy? Um, so as we kind of mentioned in the beginning, this whole show is kind of built around it being Eddie's last match in ROH and kind of sending him off into the WWE, which I guess he's already there at this point. Um, he's, I mean, he's Intercontinental Champion, so um, which is surprising to me. He just walks in with the belt. Like I feel like WWE wouldn't let that happen nowadays. <laughs> A part of me thinks that Eddie didn't care. He's like, he ain't no one watching this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the match itself was uh, really good. I mean, any match with Eddie Guerrero is going to be at least okay. But um, you have Amazing Red in there, who is a legend in his own right at this point. And then you have uh, SAT, who I've said this before, but I guess they're pretty much two super crazies. I was going to say they were like Hispanic young bucks. Ooh. <laughs> Man, I, no, I like Young Bucks, I mean they they've accomplished way more like way more like but uh yeah, you like I think they're two super crazies pretty much. They're very, very they're very spotty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. Do you know what SAT stands for? Yes, I do. Do you? I don't I do not. Oh, okay. Uh, they're they're also a play of WWE. They're they're their their team's called the Smash Announce Table. <laughs> is that true? Yep. That I think so i never i don't care i don't care if it is it's true to me i never confirmed it but i remember like knowing this for a long time i never wanted to confirm because i thought it was so great yeah like i'm like i'm gonna believe it (laughs) until to this day i'm never gonna look it up (laughs) because like you know it was like you know this like wwe always smashed that damn table and they're like they're here to protect it Man, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know their motivations were so strong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I might need to go watch this match back so I can really absorb the storytelling of that. Yeah, there's a lot of layers, dude. Apparently, yeah, apparently, lasagna. Um, <laughs> this match is lasagna. If anything else, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, a solid match. Um, ultimately, Eddie Guerrero gets the win, pinning uh, one of the. Maximos, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Mexican one, he pins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's still real to me. Damn it! I, I, it was Joel. It was Joel. Oh, okay, Joel. No, I don't know. I just I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> For all intents and purposes, it's Joel. Yeah, it was Joel with a little splash mountain power bomb. And at yeah. first, so so he gets the win there, and I'm like, man, I wanted to see the frog splash, but then, oh baby. Brian XL comes out. And if you don't know anybody listening, if you don't know who Brian XL is, it's a uh, little bow. Wow. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> from my, from like Mike, right? Yes. <laughs> Dude. You know, you, you joke, but that movie's fucking legendary. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's, that's, that's why we're saying high praise for Brian XL. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think even Eddie calls him little bow. Wow. in his promo. Oh, <laughs> I didn't catch it. that. I, I don't know because of the audio yeah, for yeah. all the promos were unlistenable, but um, 
So Brian XL comes out and for whatever reason challenges Eddie Guerrero to a match. And it's kind of a match, I guess. Eddie kind of just shit cans him in 20 seconds. And he finally gives him the frog splash, giving the crowd what they want. And um, just a fun way to end the show, giving Eddie two wins. And um, and you have, you have the whole rosters out there watching them and all that stuff. So it's a really cool energy at the end there. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't I didn't think I'd see the frog splash. You know, I was like, okay, it's over. Then they gave it to us. So I was like, oh, nice. Exactly. And like, you know, it was, it was really clever. You know, I, I, I give uh, Ring of Honor more credit because like they, they booked that. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, really good stuff there, um, and that pretty much brings us to the end. Although you do have a little segment at the end, um, I forgot to note it, but it was what. So uh, Brian Kendrick, I guess, was backstage because he he wasn't part of the roster that went out there to uh, to go kind of give respects to Eddie. And uh, I think it's Loki and Brian Danielson are walking backstage. They see Spanky just backstage wearing his uh, his Walkman eating some pizza and then uh, this prompts a brawl, obviously, because why wouldn't it? Um, and this is where you mentioned Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan. I guess they're a tandem. Now they kind of join into the fray and it's a whole hullabaloo at the end. But uh, yeah, it was a really convoluted way to do a brawl. Cause like, it's like, you're literally mad because somebody didn't come out to so see Eddie Guerrero. And like, and then all of a sudden Christopher Daniels comes out and be like, why are you guys bitching? And then like a, a fight breaks out. Yeah. You know, so it was pretty like it was pretty ridiculous, but I don't know. It's it's I mean I guess it served the purpose to set up something along the line. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really, you know, mention every single backstage segment that happened on the show, but man, almost a hundred percent of them are absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like you weren't kidding about the bad editing and like the whole like clunkiness of the show, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are a few kind of good promos, but a lot of it's it's like you could tell they just like caught him in the hallway and they're like, hey, do a promo real quick. They're like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to win the match that I will have later. And then they just say their catchphrase and do their little, little hand gesture. Yeah, so it was like there's a good reason why you didn't go over it. It was pretty, uh, pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to block it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that pretty much uh, brings us to a close on Night of Appreciation. Um, if you had to give this show uh, a rating out of ten, what would you give it? I I actually enjoyed it just because it was a good like good walk through memory lane. So like right. I would still give it a two. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, I I'd say like a six because it was still enjoyable. You know, I, it was an easy watch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, and plus like what was what one thing I wanted to bring up was like the energy of the crowd. You know, I felt like yeah. I was watching like a like an ECW like sort of type show because it's like the crowd was just like always, always like they were just never quiet, you know, and yeah. it wasn't like in a bad way. It was just they were into everything. So as much as it came off bad on the d- DVD to be there live, I'd probably want to go watch it there live, you know. Oh, for sure. And that's yeah. really I mean, you know, in 2002, they're kind of still figuring things out. Um, they're not they're nowhere near what they're going to be going to end up becoming in the future, even just within like a year or two. Um, but yeah, that, that crowd is what stays consistent. Their energy is always just, it, it can really make the show honestly. And I think it really drives uh, the people in the ring, which you know, ultimately is what made ROH so great in my opinion. Exactly. And I'm, I'm going to give ROH credit because like, I'm, I don't think they're gonna, they did any Thunderdome crowd noises or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. that shit was real. Yeah, exactly. But how about, how about you? One through 10. What, what, Oh, um, I'd probably give it like a like a like a six, being generous, just because uh, I think the main event was really good. I really liked AJ and and Loki, and even like some of the bad stuff on this show. While it was bad, it was like car crash bad. Yeah, where it was yeah. like entertaining to watch. So, um, I, a few little bumps in the road here and there, but ultimately, I, I can I can grade it at a scale because, like I said, they're it's their third show. They're still kind of figuring out even, even like production kind of stuff. Um, so it was, it was like, like you said, easy watch and uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I didn't regret watching it. If that yes. means anything. Yes. <laughs> like it wasn't AEW for me. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> man. That sounds like another podcast we have to do in the future. Yeah. Right. Like I, I'm like, I'm a, I'm not a big fan of AEW, but you know, it's, I could see why people like it. So I won't shit on it. Yeah. There's a market for it, but yeah, man, we'll, 
whenever the next pay-per-view is, I'll be sure to uh, bring you on because it sounds like that could be fun. Yeah, you like I mean, are do you you're okay with swearing, right? Fuck no. Wait. You swear? Oh, okay. Yeah, we cool. Wait we cool. A <laughs> we cool. We cool. I was like I was like, "Wait, is it, did you just swear?" Yeah, yeah. No, no, Chris, Chris is all good. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, no. I I'll be more than happy to. I would love to and then like, yeah, I love I love shitting on stuff just wait. That came off wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just Cut that! I'm gonna cut that and put it at the beginning of this podcast. I like no to context. manhandle little boys. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the uh, Kurt Angle. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a I'm a man that likes to play with boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'll try to be professional here. This is a podcast. I gotta be professional. So no, I, I'm I'm not professional. I've never been professional, dude. I I've listened to your stuff, man. I, I love it. I I think you're very professional. So so if you're you're being very modest. So I like it. I appreciate it, man. I've, I've listened to your guys' stuff. I don't know if because you said you were taking a break from from Get Show, right? Yeah, yeah. We're 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 having a break until early October. So okay, okay. Yeah. So that's that's coming up because I've, I've I like just started listening to you guys. I probably listened to like your last two. Um, but yeah, definitely. I like I like the vibe you guys got. A bunch of stupid Filipinos just talking shit about wrestling. And that's exactly what I look for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we like we like to have fun. I mean, we we've known each other forever, so it's like it's basically like our group chat into a podcast form. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty pretty much what it is. So we have fun doing it, and that's what the main thing is. Like wrestling is supposed to be fun. So so mm-hmm. even if we don't like what we watch, we're we're gonna we're gonna have fun with it anyway. You know. Exactly. Make yeah. make it fun. You exactly. can always make it fun. By the way, I am also Filipino. Just in case anybody thinks I'm racist. Oh, but no. Well, I'm th- <laughs> I, I'm Thai though. I'm the one. I'm the the one exception. But oh, like, what's your what was your ethnicity? Uh, I'm Thai. Oh, okay, you said Thai. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, there the rest of and and like I was I joined later, so like it it was a primarily Filipino crew. But yeah, uh, I'm the I'm the token. Man, you, you snuck in under the wire, huh? Oh, I mean, like you know, I just didn't want to like come off and like to be like oh like i didn't correct them so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah, yeah sure but, how about that manny pacquiao like who <laughs> <laughs> i only know tiger woods half of them right <laughs> <laughs> well and saget from from a street fighter i thought you were gonna say bob saget i was like is that guy is that guy ty oh he's he, uh man i can't think of a good joke i'm sorry he's he's <laughs> neither can he yeah, oh, no. you win this round. I set that up for you. That was, that was a volleyball set right there. Bob Saget, if you're listening to this, fuck you. You know, you know he is. <laughs> and he's like, I am Ty, ass. Yeah. <laughs> My real last name is like ni- like 19 letters wrong. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we can't recover from that. Not going to get better than that. Um. Yeah, man. Ring of Honor, Night of Appreciation. Really good show. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with you, man. I definitely, uh, you I think too, you're going to be my, you're going to be my go-to obscure wrestling uh, analyst if I need anybody on here. I got you, man. That's, that's my shit. So Lucha Underground. I, yep. I'd like, I'm like in season three or four of Lucha Underground. So maybe we'll do a, a show on that sometime. Oh yeah, totally. Like I'll, I'll like, <laughs> you know, like I don't remember as much, but yeah, I'm totally down. Hell yeah, for sure. So, like I said, Get Show Podcast. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to promote? Oh, uh, yeah. I got a rap album coming out. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Get Show Podcast. <laughs> Man, I had high expectations. <laughs> you just shit all over them. Sorry. Not- <laughs> Self-titled album. I also have an improv comedy show that's, that I'm trying to shill. Yeah, I, I, I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I, no. Getcho podcast is, is the main one. Like, like, um, that, that's my shit. I, I have my own Twitter, but Getcho podcast is is the is the main one. So, all right, awesome, man. Yeah, everybody, go check that out. Go check out the great Charlie on uh your Twitter. What what is your Twitter handle? Oh, it's a uh, it's high underscore charty underscore b. Man, I spent so much time trying to figure out what your name was. I didn't know if it was actually Charlie. Or if it was like Charty, or if it was some weird other Thai name. Actually, actually, I'll I'll correct you there. Uh, my real name is Charlie. Oh, is it? So that's why I'm the great Charlie. You you say you're Charlie though, so the white people can understand. Yeah, yeah. Like like my like my birth certificate says Charlie, but I was meant to be named Charlie. Like that's ah, my, my that. Thai name. Yeah, I get that. I respect yeah. it. 
So everywhere else, I'm Charlie. But like that's why I go by so many names. Like Charlie B was the name I was going by by forever, just because I I love Cardi B. So and yeah. she's she's my idol. You know, I wish I could shake my ass like that. Mm, yeah, you so. wish you had that lap. I actually wish I had uh, Offset. Yeah, well, uh, oh, they're divorcing now, so uh, now's your chance. What? Did you not hear about that? Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, it looks like we're adding another hour to this podcast. We got to <laughs> no, talk no, about no. <laughs> I got that wet ass dick, so wide. Man, that's where I'm going to cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> not all jokes hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dang, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, but yeah, man, thanks again thanks for, for coming Thank on. you for having me on. It was, it was a pleasure. Once again, thank you to Charlie from the Get Cho podcast for jumping on with me today and just having a ridiculous, ridiculous fun time talking about Ring of Honor in 2002, Night of Appreciation. I had so much fun working with this dude, and um, I think from now on, he's going to be my uh, obscure, like I said, he's going to be my obscure wrestling kind of uh, go-to guy, so would love to have him on again. Once again, that's Charlie. You can find him on Twitter at high underscore Chardy underscore B. Uh, As always, I will put that in the description of the podcast. And um, yeah, man, that's all I got for you. So thank you guys once again for listening. Uh, Apronbump.com, Linktree, backslash, Apronbump, etc., etc. Listen to all my episodes, you fucks. <laughs> um, but no, thank you guys once again for, for seriously, for seriously, for seriously. Thank you. Love you all. Most of you, at least. I am hard.